Hi, this is Dean Haglin. I'm Langley from One of the Lone Gunmen, and you're listening to Intro to X. Welcome to Intro to X. This podcast is out there. I'm FBI Director Robin, and I'm joined by my special agents... Tammy. <laughs> Brad. And we have a special guest with us here today uh, from the Mighty Potential cast. It's... Illyrio. Hey! Yay! Hey. Yay! I'm in a law enforcement exchange program direct from the Royal Canadian Mounted Police. Hello, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, thanks for showing up for Skinner Week. Uh, A.K.A. Ooh. Mitch Pelleggi week. <laughs> is it Pelleggi or Pelleggi? It's Pelleggi. Is it? Yeah, it makes sense with the double it's G. Stingray. Stingray week. Stingray. <laughs> <laughs> um, glad you're here because the X-File we're opening uh, today is for Season 3, Episode 21, Avatar The Last Airbender. You're a host of an <laughs> Avatar <laughs> podcast, right? <laughs> I think I have been in the past and I may be in the future. <laughs> but right now, we're on a hiatus. Oh, okay. Yes, but it's quite fitting that I've chosen this episode, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> and your podcast is like two of uh, Tammy's podcasts, right? Yeah, it's double mine. Yeah, it's double. <laughs> it's not the Yip podcast. It's it's Yip Yip. <laughs> it was. Listen, it kind of pod faded. Uh, we have a couple episodes I haven't published yet and haven't edited yet. I don't know what's going on. It's not like I haven't had the time. It's just one of these things. There's a mental block there. Yeah. All is well. It's podcasting. Folks, <laughs> if you don't like it, go start your own, right? Am I right? <laughs> I'm waiting for the next bitch please to come out, so. Oh, I know. That was the best. <laughs> <laughs> um, Avatar is actually, it's it's a human incarnation of a deity. The, the official definition is, but of course it's used online for online really? names. That's not what it was like on Second Life. <laughs> yeah. Or in Carnival. <laughs> oh yeah, what was it, what was it used in Carnival? Is, uh, is that the human incarnation of a deity? <laughs> oh yeah, actually it was. <laughs> <laughs> It also makes sense for the uh, the last Airbender as well. So, yeah. the amount of time we spend defining commonly used words on this podcast, <laughs> I I don't ever use the word Avatar unless I'm talking about, <laughs> um, well, a movie or a TV show. <laughs> um, anyway, oh shit, where's my spinner? You got the spinner, Brad. It's not A.D. Oh, Walter Sergey Spinner, but uh, it is... Uh, Sergey Spinner? Yeah, so this episode we learn um, Skinner's middle name. What? Is that his middle name? Yeah, oh, Sergey. hear that? It's oh, not wow. said, awesome. but it's there for people who are paying close attention. Oh, that's not me then. <laughs> so he's a commie? Hmm. <laughs> did, he, did he invent the adventures of Tintin? <laughs> Oh, that's Hergé. That's Hergé. <laughs> Can we please not refer Belgian people here, please? Thank you. <laughs> Fucking Belgians. Like Flemish is even a language. I'm with you, Illyrio. Brussels. All right. Whatever. Sorry. So, uh, now I'm going to spin the spinner. Maybe. Insert sound clip of spinner. Oh, wait, here's something. <laughs> oh, it's going. 
Oh, it's Robin! Yay! Oh, I, every time I'm on, I wish it's guest, and it's not guest. Uh, it's funny how I didn't hear a spinner, and... Uh, <laughs> I heard the spinner, Robin. Oh, you did? Oh, okay. I, I I'm just not hearing spinner. there for some reason. All right. Right, Robin. What? Ready to go? <laughs> oh, you're counting me off now? This is all messed up. Uh, Can we start <laughs> over? All right, Robin. <laughs> and you will go in three, two, one, go. Holy crap, Skinner had sex with a hooker. And uh, did he kill her? No, it was uh, the old woman who wanted to have sex with him. And she's a ghost. And um, he found her in Vietnam or something. Um, Mulder and Scully are trying to help Skinner. But it looks like um, um, the the smoking man and all those uh, shadowy people are, you know, since they can't skill... They can't skill. They can't kill Skinner. Uh, <laughs> they're they're trying to take him out with his own ghost, but uh, unfortunately, it doesn't work because she's kind of there to help him. And um, I don't know, something happens at the end with the his wife is in a coma, but then wakes up, and it's because of the old lady. And then a hooker gets saved, and that's that's pretty much it. Forty-eight point two seconds. <laughs> wow. Ooh. Rough. Awesome. Claire, what's your prediction for this episode based on the DVD menu screen? Okay. Well, I've got a few things to say here, Robin. So, <laughs> um, so the prediction, um, I, actually, I haven't what was on. Have I? Hang on. Oh, yeah, I have. Uh, so on the menu screen, there was a the ring being held that said love forever in it. And then in the next screen, there was a woman touching Skinner's face. So I I had it spoiled to me that it was a Skinner episode. Mm. So I predicted that Skinner, because um, obviously Skinner isn't married because, come on, he's totally sleeping with Scully. So I predicted that it was an ex-love of Skinner's who, um, uh, <laughs> like, like did a murder or something and it turned out that they were being possessed by like a demon or a ghost or something so they were the avatar and Skinner was all nostalgic about his long lost love and then made himself feel better at the end by going and sleeping with Scully again that was my (laughs) prediction however I want to say right now before we even start in in a recent episode of Ramjack, I I thought that there might be a link between the show Perfect Strangers and the universe of the film Insidious, and I'm thinking maybe I got that wrong now, and it's actually between X Files and Insidious because because Skinner's like haunted by an old lady ghost, just like Insidious. <laughs> <laughs> I think Skinner got lost in the fervor as a child with Larry from Perfect Strangers, and they both uh, took on uh, spirits from the fervor who now follow them around. The fervor? Is that what's an insidious? Yeah. Robin, you need to do your research. That's fact, that is, that film. Fact. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Avatar first aired April 26, 1996. Uh, writer is Howard Gordon, and the story is actually by Howard Gordon and David Duchovny. Dave came up with this idea just to get some time off, you know? Um, if he's not in camera... Or based he... from personal experience. <laughs> waking up next to dead hookers. Am I right, Michael David? He's not, he's not here. Um, <laughs> so anyway, uh, yeah, so usually David Duchovny and Gillian Anderson don't ever get a break unless Mulder and Scully split up. Um, if, there's, if they're together, there's just no way for them to get a break. So a, as it turned out, they, he tried to make it a, a Skinner episode, but there was so much Mulder and Scully in it that David Duchovny ended up not getting much of a break at all. So did David Duchovny write all the scenes in which Mulder kind of saves the day? <laughs> you know, I, because 
when I saw that it was David Cody Ray, I was like, of course it was, because it's Mulder going, oh, look, I found this new evidence. Whereas Scully's just kind of like, oh, 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 no. I, uh, that would uh, mean that he'd write every episode. <laughs> I don't know how much actual writing he did. He just got a no. story credit. Okay. Um, director James Charleston. It's his first X Files. He did some Northern Exposure, Space Above and Beyond, Lois and Clark, and Nash Bridges. Before this, um, so yeah, we're in DC. It's a uh, it's it's Friday. Uh, <laughs> it's March seventh, nineteen ninety six, um, which is really weird because you pop the episode on, you're like, whoa, March seventh. Huh. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, so Skinner's at the at the office of his lawyer, Jane Casal. Um, She's urging him to sign his divorce papers. I don't believe it, okay? I don't believe that Skinner is married, and if he is, the reason he's getting a divorce is none of this crap that he says in the episode. It's because he's been having an affair with Scully. So he's, he's been... I will, not have a, I will not have X-Files poking holes in my theory. <laughs> what, what, I, what I really don't appreciate is that we have Skinner lamenting over a pen... <laughs> <laughs> I gave her my him, I guess it's an anniversary present she or something. By the way, worst me. gift ever. Okay? <laughs> Not that my almost wife listens to these podcast things, but if she ever did, Christine, don't ever get me a pen as a gift, okay? <laughs> Anyone that wants to give me a pen, feel free. Um, I never have enough pens what? or notebooks. <laughs> I have a box here of pens. Me too. I'll just ship you the box of pens. Feel free. I I will turn down no pens or notebooks. I will in my totally. Life. They're really crappy. They'll last you about two days each, but at least you'll have five hundred of them. So uh, I'm with you, Brad. Like Send me some as well, Leroy. Right, we'll <laughs> we can get some black market pen exchange system going on, kind of like uh, kind of like uh, the Tor website for drug exchange, but we're going to do it without Bitcoin. Okay, so back on track. Um, so he's lamenting over this pen, and he's sitting there and. Why Why in the world are you hesitating? It's gone to this point in the procedure where the, the, the divorce papers are written up. Mm-hmm. All you have to do is sign and, and, you're, and you're having second thoughts. And the first thing you do is you go to a singles bar? <laughs> Guys, there's something much more severe happening. Um, oh. And that's this woman's bangs. Um, <laughs> yeah. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, Jane uh, is played by Tasha Sims who was on the X-Files a couple times already. She played Ellen Reardon, who is Cindy's mom on the episode Eve. And Laura oh. Kelly, uh, daughter of, uh, I think the, was it the Pervo uh, uh, resident in Excelsis Day? Which one of them had the daughter? Or, no, it was the guy from Howard, uh, Harold and Maude. Oh, yeah, yeah. Stan? Uh, I don't know. It was the one with the funny accent. <laughs> uh, yeah, thanks, Robin. <laughs> Well, you know, he had a, it's not even the accent. It was like his voice was kind of like funny. I don't know. Anyway, um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they've been married for seventeen years, and he's like, you know what? I'm, I'm just not gonna. I'm not. I, another day is not a big deal. So don't lawyer me. So uh, he heads to the Ambassador Hotel. It probably is a big deal because you're gonna have to pay that lawyer for that day. Yep. Presumably, yep. the longer it goes on, you're paying them. So, yep. stingray bucks. He's got all the stingray bucks. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. Uh, we go to the Chesapeake Lounge in the Ambassador Hotel, and Skinner meets uh, Karina Sales, who says, "Stop right there, Robin." Played by the inimitable, talented Amanda Tapping, who uh, sci-fi nerds like myself will recognize. What? From Was Stargate. It yes, from what? Stargate SG One and other Stargates. As Samantha Carter, born in England, <laughs> moved to Canada at age three. Uh, she's on my list. Carry on. 
Wow. She actually had an episode in Stargate Universe with Mitch Pileggi called Be All My Sins Remembered. So I know. Um, she was also on Sanctuary and yep. Supernatural. Uh, Supernatural. And Flash yes. Forward. She was Naomi. Yeah. Mm. It was the seasons that shall not be named. <laughs> <laughs> I know. And she was also on Flash Forward, guys. Remember Flash Forward? Ooh. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Also, by the way, Karina uh, with a Q-U... Karina is Arabic Ugh. for succubus. So, mm-hmm. uh, anyway, <laughs> she says. Did anyone else flash back on Kids in the Hall every time they use the word succubus and think hecubus? No, no one. I, I don't know what that is. What is kids that? In the hall. <laughs> kids in the Hall are right. Sketch comedy true. No. Oh, you don't no. know Kids in the Hall? <gasps> really? All right, no. got to find a YouTube <laughs> and uh, put it in the chat. Carry on. <laughs> Um, What's with these pantsuit hookers? Like all these, <laughs> like these, like I know she's undercover, uh, sneaky style. But uh, like, listen, later on we see the madam. Like all, of, like, what's going on? They're practical and sexy, Brad. Come on. Is what, like what was going on? Was there like a a crazy like Hillary Clinton fetish going on at the time? <laughs> like this is DC. <laughs> still, these women are like. I, and Skinner didn't know she was a hooker, so maybe she was trying to come off as not a hooker. I, and I would and I would say that would make sense, <laughs> except later we see the madam. Yeah. Well, yeah, but the madam, I don't want to see her wearing anything sexy. <laughs> no. I just feel like she's running, like, a, a very business <laughs> organization. Was there other, um, her, uh, the other hooker, Judy, was she wearing pantsuits? I can't remember what people wear. So. I think they were all wearing pants. Everyone here was a wa- woman, including Mulder. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, she says she's ducking an oversharing guy. Um, she picks up on Skinner wanting to be alone, and yeah, they end up banging. Uh, <laughs> he goes. I was not expecting. I was not expecting us to ever see a Skinner Stingray sex scene. <laughs> yeah, it, it it came out of left field. <laughs> Stingray was in full effect. It was. So, yeah, I. I was waiting to see one with Scully, but I'll take it. Whatever I can get Skinner. Yeah, it was Scully. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I don't know if this happens when you guys uh, have have the old O face, but uh, when he does, all of a sudden, ah, there's an old lady on top of him. <laughs> yeah, I wrote this in my notes. Let's see. Where's my notes? Avatar notes. Uh, Wonder Flomian would have been a better idea. Uh, Skinner is no fan of granny porn. <laughs> because boy, oh boy, he got turned off. <laughs> you, see, you see a crazy old lady like... In the, no, snap! I'll snap a neck. Just snap a neck. <laughs> that's, that's what he did. <laughs> that's not what he did at all. <laughs> I think he had a panic attack and, and lost consciousness. Mm. <laughs> he just fainted. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It doesn't actually show him asleep. He just all of a sudden turns and sees the woman completely. Well, yeah. which Linda Blair we're led to believe through this episode is that this old lady ghost is like protecting him. Um. <laughs> As, like, these other people are conspiring to, like, ruin his life in a very, a very elaborate plot. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Um, So what happened is Skinner gets not, Skinner has sex with a prostitute. Like, Mm -hmm. she's like, uh, the prostitute who's going along with all this is like, okay, yeah, I have sex with this guy. All right. uh, We're setting him up. Sure. Um, And I guess she drugs him at some point. Um... Has sex with him anyway. I guess just for kicks. Uh, it's a stingray. Wouldn't have to because again he's being drugged. Um, so 
And then, while he's knocked out, she's still in the bed. Yeah. And um, whoever <laughs> these other people are, come in and snap her neck. <laughs> Oh, and just turn and they all the way around by surprise. So I guess she just went to sleep. She drugged the guy and just went to sleep <laughs> and just waited for someone to sneak into the room and snap her neck. <laughs> well, if if I am a, if I am to understand correctly, she drugged him by putting some kind of uh, uh, very sci-fi-ish uh, lipstick on that would drug him, <laughs> and unfortunately, drugged herself oh. in the process. So oh, that drugs. sucks. Oh. Yes, rookie mistake. It happens. It happens. Tell me about it. I got some uh, behind the scenes on this love scene. Um, <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Mitch, Mitch says that, you know, this is basically him and Amanda tapping, and they were just making out in a bed for about I'm four sorry, or five he's hours. Doing what to Amanda? Sorry? He's doing what to Amanda? <laughs> uh, they're basically making out in a bed for four to five hours. And yeah, it was nice, but they're, of course, surrounded by everybody on the set. But it was, a, it was like a closed set. And what made things even more uncomfortable was that when uh, David Duchovny busted in and uh, just kind of stood at the end of the bed and, and critiqued them. I, w- I was about to <laughs> say, uh, I, was, I was about to say, Robin, was, was David Duchovny on set? Did he say, well, I wrote the story for this episode, so I have to be on set? <laughs> Apparently it was a close set and then he came in. I was standing behind a dais the whole time. <laughs> that is awkward. <laughs> Yeah, not, not surprising. Just awkward. Yeah. Um. Then of course we cut to the um. I'm still. I'm. My mind is still blown that these are award-winning credits. I, we haven't. I don't think we've discussed it enough. What the fuck? I don't get it. These credits are dumb. You can't have words to show up on the screen. Paranormal activity. Government denies. This is stupid, right? No. It was the '90s. <laughs> Awesome. <laughs> but you have little floating man, Brad, and it's delightful every single time. <laughs> Don't forget the awesome scrotum. <laughs> yeah, yeah scrotum seeds. Guys, like, hey, everybody, let's take a look at these credits for real. <laughs> <laughs> let's stop, like, oh, yeah, I remember this show in the 90s. This, I remember this. Let's just look at this. Not good. <laughs> As long as the, I, as long as the sure. Baywatch Nights it, credits are uh, it, it, strictly it, it, examined, we can do oh. that short. I, Baywatch Nights credits, amazing and hilarious. <laughs> Much better song. There's <laughs> um, a scream what? at the beginning. There's a scream. There's a dog jumping at a car. It is full action. There's no words like flying around the screen to let you know what the show deals with. <laughs> so, lead pipes. I, uh... <laughs> Amateur scientists. Multiple use warehouse. Life they do, they do, they do fries. flash a voodoo dog up there at one time. Yeah. <laughs> voodoo dog. Oh, show. Racist Robin. <laughs> anyway, um, past the credits. The next morning, uh, Mulder shows up, and it <coughs> looks like uh, Mulder um, isn't on the. Uh, oh yeah, Mulder's not on the shot at the coffee house list, but he's at the very top of the dead hooker list. Uh, <laughs> well, if you're gonna have Scully or Mulder on the top of the dead hooker. <laughs> Phone tree. Then who are you going to put there? It's going to be Mulder. It's got to be Mulder because Mulder probably has experience in this. Come on. Exactly. <laughs> guy that's been dusting for fingerprints for like the entire. Season. <laughs> um, he's like dusting the railings for what seems like five hours. Yep. <laughs> really, really getting in there. Is it normal? Also, I. This is like a real question. Uh, is it normal for them to want to take like a polygraph test immediately? Ugh. 
Because it, it was already like, yeah. like he says, he goes, he refused to take a polygraph test. It's not helping his credibility. And I'm like, well, first of all, <laughs> polygraph tests aren't even admissible. Yeah. So I don't know what that has to do with his credibility. And second, really, you asked him that? He just woke up to a dead hooker next to him. <laughs> and he didn't even know she was a hooker. Yeah, exactly. He d- Yeah, he didn't right. even know that. Can I can I take a moment, everyone, and interject and have us remark at two very important things about Scully while she's in that car? First of all, she's on her cell phone while mm-hmm. driving. Mm-hmm. That's 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 a no no. And back secondly, then. secondly, <laughs> no no. She was <laughs> driving in a car with pouring rain on a bright day. <laughs> you can it might see. That's called Florida weather. <laughs> so you know that is what it's like when it rains. But they're filming in Vancouver, and I've yeah. been to Vancouver multiple times, and when it rains here, it's gray. So I don't know what was up with that ridiculous. Oh, by the way, do we do we all remember cell phone antenna? We're, we're actually we're yeah. actually watching oh, in yeah. DC, according to the story. <laughs> they shot in Vancouver. In my notes, I said she calls from the car wash. <laughs> <laughs> yes, this is true. So. How about that tape outline of the body on the bed? Gross. <laughs> so <laughs> so good. <laughs> so good. It was up there with the one of the guy with the uh, ice head. Let's you know, tra- in season one. Oh, yeah. You can use Taylor's soap on fabric, so I don't know what they're doing with tape. God, worst gaffer <laughs> position ever. We haven't gotten to the airbag part yet, so... Um, <laughs> well, that's later. Uh, uh, I have I have my note for that scene. It says enhance. <laughs> <laughs> Mulder uh, meets uh, Detective Waltos and uh, <laughs> the Sorry. whole polygraph thing. So. Mulder asks Waltos if he's <laughs> where's Waltos um, if he's following procedure, and uh, you know he's the guy who says he's been on the job for like eighteen years, which we find out in the previous scene that Skinner's been married for seventeen. So I don't know what's what that all about. Um, 17 years what does it mean i've been married i've been on the force one year longer than the guy who mentions in the previous scene hey he's been married do we find out that 1718 is like chris carter's favorite year in american history or something <laughs> yes okay <laughs> um that's where he throws all his uh parties around uh, mm, skinner <laughs> skinner's taken away and tells Mulder not to get involved and uh yeah he talks to scully the woman had no id but um yes Mulder tells scully go to the coroner's office and yeah then he we see the outline of the body in the bed so, <laughs> so uh we go to the coroner's office and scully concludes that it was a sudden and violent act when mm-hmm. she was the most vulnerable mm. she, she was on the toilet <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, folks. Flag. That's what everyone's at their most vulnerable, and, and and that is not the way this happened. <laughs> you know, uh, someone rings at the doorbell. You've never been more vulnerable. <laughs> she also had irritation from latex. Mulder jokes, at least I had safe sex or safe sex. That, yeah. I want to know how hard David Duchovny fought for that piece of shit line to stay in there. <laughs> Can we all agree that Scully calls her tape recorder Diane? By the way. <laughs> By the way, I was, I, yeah, I was looking closely. It didn't look like those wheels were moving. I don't know. Um, <laughs> Mulder tells Scully that he found out her name's Karina Sales. She worked for a law office until they found out she was working for an escort service for extra money. And yeah. this is when I have to interrupt you, Robin, because this is when I say, fuck you, Mark Snow. Because <laughs> yes. if, if, I shaming, if outright obvious slut shaming isn't bad enough, when the guy that does the music decides to do the slut shaming, fuck you, fuck you, 
fuck you. At the moment <laughs> the yeah. word prostitute comes out of their mouths, the music turns ominous. It does. Uh, yeah. It, it, <laughs> she, she was a prostitute. Like, calm down, Mark Snow. Seriously. Uh, go fuck yourself, yeah. Mark Snow. No, I, I agree, Illyria. I was like, what is this? <laughs> he says... Mark Snow, he says, I also thinned out my usual score for this episode, feeling that such an approach suited the nature of the drama. He says, the sound is very unaffected. There's less of the scary sounds, more straight-ahead music. So he saved the scary Hello. sounds for that. <laughs> Great job. Yeah. Great job, asshole. Yep. I do like his uh, Sad Sack uh, Skinner Hallmark channel music later. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> was perfect <laughs> it was great <laughs> so yeah scully notices there's a phosphorus phosphorescent substance phosphorus substance around karina's mouth and nose all right everyone raise your hand that's right let's move on i'm not saying it let's just move on <laughs> okay i'm just wondering what skinner's packing um <laughs> we go to said, skinner skinner is uh one of the fae <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we go to Karina's madam, Lorena Kelleher. What? Uh, one of her girls answers the door, Judy. In a pantsuit. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yep. Class is the, these are the classiest hookers. What, <laughs> uh, what the X-Files is telling us is that Murphy Brown was a high-class prostitute. <laughs> oh, I would love it. <laughs> Maybe Corky Sherwood Forrest was. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> We had an awesome line here. Uh, Scully says, business is booming. Melders look more like banging. Right? <laughs> Another line that he had to fight for. And uh, <laughs> I know, it's all the David Company and Chris Carter's fault. I forgot. Um, <clears throat> it usually is. <laughs> Mulder paints uh, Lorraine as a regular Heidi Fleiss. Because I guess Heidi Fleiss must have been a thing. Like, he immediately is like, you're writing a book. I was like, what? What? <laughs> Um, she says Karina was hired by none other than a Mr. Walter Skinner. And this is where I introduced <gasps> Robin, because I must say, there's no fucking way Stingray has to pay for it, okay? No, not at all. Exactly. <laughs> He's the Stingray. Not, not if I have anything to say about it. <laughs> not if I have anything to say about it. <laughs> there are some <laughs> ridiculous things these writers try to convince us of. <laughs> this is one thing we're not buying. <laughs> no more! Skinner doesn't pay. <laughs> Come on, you can use your credit card to pay for a hooker. <laughs> yeah, even Mulder on their way out of there. Mulder's like, "How can be so stupid? Like, I would never do that." <laughs> <laughs> Scully cautions that they don't really know him or what he does after hours. Fucking mm. Scully! No, oh, you pissed you off. do know him, Scully. You know Every, him. Yeah. Well, well, now bibbles, she feels right? like she doesn't know him. Yeah. <laughs> well, and I don't feel like I knew him either. I was like, he's been married this whole time since when? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I felt just like Scully. I was Scully. I, I was betrayed. like, no, I cannot believe this. <laughs> I like how they kind of got into on, on the uh, the continuity of the fact that he's not been wearing a wedding ring by that he's been keeping yeah. an envelope in his drawer. So. Yeah. Um, we go to the police station. Mulder and Scully try to talk to Skinner as he's getting released. And Skinner is shocked to hear Karina was a prostitute. And then he sees an old woman in a red green coat across the street. And then Boom. we basically enter uh, Nicholas Rogue's Don't Look Now. I was expecting, like, 
<laughs> there to be uh, Donald Sutherland like screaming and you know blood going across photographs and stuff because it's look don't look now with the person the mysterious figure in the red dress and the red coat. And didn't we also have mysterious figure in red coat in uh, another episode of X Files? What is it with Chris Carter loving that? <laughs> like when he kept seeing Samantha in the red coat. We had that already, didn't we? Maybe it's just because it's recognizable. I don't know. I don't remember. Well, it's no more recognizable than any other color. I mean, you know. <laughs> well, when it's, like... it's dreary and wet outside, and and uh, everyone cast as an extra is being told to wear drab colors, then yeah, it'll stand out a lot. <laughs> Yeah, but I don't, like, so it makes more sense for his wife to dress like Little Red Riding Hood. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's creepy when the old lady's wearing it. It's downright, it's like almost childish when we meet the wife who's, like, wearing this gigantic coat. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's red. be like Big Coat. (laughs) There'll never be another Big Coat. (laughs) (laughs) No, there will not. So, yeah, Sharon Skinner, guys. Sharon Skinner. I am not impressed. <laughs> Me neither. Captain Picard's girlfriend. Exactly. That's right. Thank you. She's got I a thing for bald men. She looks like old Courtney Cox, I thought. That's what I yeah. have in my yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah. No. All right. Um, we go to inside the station and Mulder and Scully are talking to Sharon. And Sharon says they've been separated for eight months. He built a wall around himself, and she just couldn't live that way anymore. And, but she did they hear were, that... They were like uh, roommates, Robin. They were doing the laundry. They were, they were taking yeah. out the trash. And she does say that one thing he did like to talk about was Mulder. <laughs> really Scully's pissed cool. off. Yeah, really. Well, like, well, I guess he couldn't talk about Scully. Like, <laughs> still, like she gets up, she's like, excuse me, I gotta get out of here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I thought it was weird, because isn't this... A- point where like he she um asked like Mulder and Scully uh, if they really think that Skinner did this or killed the prostitute and I'm like why would you think that your husband killed a prostitute you've been married to him for 17 years apparently yeah. uh what has he done in his past that you would think this is a possibility he could have killed a prostitute it's very private um you know I and, guess uh, built up those walls he's built a wall uh, of dead hookers around himself I I'm telling you oh <laughs> <laughs> you know how many hookers you'd have to kill, Robin? Come on, is, let's talk Robin, about that. That's not a good image. Seeing as I've ju- I've just watched uh, Hannibal, uh, an episode of Hannibal season two, and now I've oh. got a creepy image in my head <sighs> from that. Um, you should really should watch The Fall, starring Gillian Anderson. Yes, just watch anything There's starring Gillian. Too many Anderson. shows. I also just need watch to watch the second episode. Just just watch the second episode over and over and over and over and over again. <laughs> so yeah. many walls of dead hookers. <laughs> And also, Julian Anderson's Biner's in Hannibal, so therefore, therefore <laughs> exactly. I, I win. You do win. Holy shit. You were awake this time. I know. My powers are growing. <laughs> <laughs> we go to Skinner's office, and <laughs> Skinner's not there. It's Agent Bonacase. Um, no, Bonacase. Bonacase. It's a good case. Agent good case. <laughs> Oh, yeah, that's what it is. He's got a good case against Skinner, I guess. <laughs> they're uh, they're searching his office. They're tearing everything apart, and Skinner's going to have a meeting tomorrow concerning his ability to do his job from the Office of Professional Conduct. Are there really such things? I guess so. Uh, I, apparently, in the FBI, it's the Office of Professional Responsibility, Don't which they like use... Morality? Which they used before for Mulder um, last season, so I don't know oh, why yeah. they didn't just call it the same thing. But this one, in, in Skinner's case, is professional conduct. Ah. Well, um, I mean, 
if you've murdered a prostitute, uh, you <laughs> might not be, uh, you know, Conduct the most. Yourself. Yeah, there's some questions there. <laughs> I don't know if you want a guy in charge that murders prostitutes. <laughs> um, I've got a, a bone to pick with this episode as well. Um, which I'm going to mention now, just while I remember. Um, so I've mentioned before, like I wish there was more um, stuff that goes uh, from episode to episode. You know, like um, as part of an arc or things that are mentioned. Like why, when uh, Sharon Skinner's talking about how they're distant and all this, why doesn't she mention like his shooting at any point? Like say something like, "Oh, you know." Uh, he won't even talk to me about the shooting or something like that, mm. just to go, oh yeah, he was shot like three weeks ago <laughs> because it's just not been mentioned again and it's like it never happened and it seems like it would be the perfect point when we're doing a Skinner episode yeah. to mention that, but they just don't mention it, it's weird. You gotta I mean, save that for those for those amazing mythology episodes. <laughs> they're, they're, um, they're, they're dragging some continuity across from the fact that somebody's messing with them and it's just these the you know, the the syndicate trying to get them out of his job one way or another <laughs> but i think this is going to become part of mythology that um uh, skinner has a, a a ghost friend who's protecting him a ghost old lady Sure. It's going to become part of the mythology. Sure. She's going to be on their side. It's going to be like <laughs> like uh, Dean and Sam and Castiel. They have like a supernatural buddy, and it's going I to be like Mulder's or like Skinner and Ghost, Ghost Spider. Lady. I'll, I'll add her to my mythology yeah. uh, spreadsheet. <laughs> <laughs> Can we just like think about? Okay, so not that long ago, he was shot randomly, um, completely happenstance by <laughs> someone looking to use the phone. Yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> The, and they were trying to kill him. These, like, it wasn't a random and thing. And all of these, all these old men were like, "I can't believe this has happened. This is you can't do this. This is too dangerous. This is oh, uh, they're they're getting too close. Yeah, you you've really tipped your hand." And Smoking Man was like, "I didn't have anything to do with this." And now, like a couple weeks later, like you know what? Maybe we should just take him out. <laughs> yeah. But let's do it in a very elaborate, nonsensical way. <laughs> well, they can't kill him, Brad. It's too obvious to kill him. Yeah. It's much less obvious to have him appear to kill a prostitute, apparently. And, and then put him in... The problem is that he's too close, I guess, as usual, he's too close to the too truth. Close. And, yes. uh, Wait, uh, as, close, so we're going to put him in prison <laughs> where, like, he's still able to, like, talk to people? Yeah, true. Yeah. We could do a Hannibal Lecter thing. Like, they could go you know what the more him. sensible thing? Just kill him. Kill him, like, a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> like, uh, but... Had it know, look like a car accident. <laughs> But Have it look it like a car accident, what like what they saying. did to his wife, for Pete's sakes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it was kind of what I was saying with the like shooting thing. It's like the the mythology episodes and the monster of the week ones, like never cross. This you is know, a cross. They never cross over into. <laughs> Yeah, you, the, you know, do you know what I mean? It's just there's no mention. Like they never bleed into each other. Like it's I don't know. It, well, it frustrates even, me. They haven't even thought out the writing enough to think. Oh yeah, yeah. We're gonna have them against killing him, and then we're gonna try to frame him for murder. Like it doesn't yeah. follow. Well, in one case that they could be uh, accused of trying to murder him again. In the other case, he murdered a prostitute. <laughs> I I don't. It's, there's but different they things. Accused of murdering him again, but they never found the person who. I mean, they found the one dude or whatever. Scully almost killed him, but it's not <laughs> like they found all the other people associated with that. So, I mean, they could have tried multiple times, and yeah. I feel like they, they're a big enough syndicate that 
I don't think they could really be tracked down. Otherwise, they would have been tracked down a long time before now. But the people yeah. they hire. <laughs> well, they hire some really... Some straight-up bebop and rock fans. <laughs> yes, exactly. Like... <laughs> Here we go. Um... They hired Louis Cardinal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who pretends he can't get on a phone and he's yelling at somebody. <laughs> and, and when he's running away, falls over his own feet and then trips <laughs> over a car. <laughs> 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 anyway, we go back to the X Files office, and Skinner mm-hmm. isn't answering his calls, and they're saying not ha- accepting their help is making him look even more guilty. I don't understand everything, that. Everything is making him look more guilty. He can't do anything. Yep. This guy. Hey, listen. If an otherwise stable man goes out and hires a pr- prostitute, what else could he be capable of? <laughs> Murder. <laughs> because hiring a prostitute. prostitute is the worst thing you could ever do. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> he's bleeding them out it's like medieval bloodletting rituals in eastern europe ah! and again no one should be believing that he hired a prostitute <laughs> oh god yep. yes. and meanwhile we find out that scully is must have used her doctor title to uh strong arm her way into getting some info on uh, stuff that he's been skinner's been sharing with his uh, sleep order therapist or whatever sleep disorder therapist He's mm-hmm. he's uh he's got uh he's been having nightmares of an old woman who's talking but he can't it's, understand. It's, it's insidious. This is insidious. <laughs> it, the old woman is going to possess Skinner and and go on a murder spree or something. So I don't know. Let's talk about homicidal sleepwalking, shall we? <laughs> <laughs> also known as homicidal somnambulism or the mm-hmm. much more crude sleepwalking murder <laughs> and basically we're looking at a disorder which uh, the the number of times you try to go from REM sleep to non-REM sleep to being awake skips a step I'm, I'm paraphrasing greatly this Wikipedia article um, I, I, you skip a step and instead of going from deep sleep to somewhat sleepy to awake you go from deep sleep to awake and you're not actually awake you're not conscious of what you're doing and there have been mm-hmm. quite a few cases reported of people uh, sleepwalking driving miles and uh, murdering people hmm. and then waking up the next morning and not realizing what they were doing so we do have some documented cases of people using a homicidal somnambulism as a defense in court uh, there, when there i have... was uh, in my teens i slept walked and got up and had a shower and then went back to bed yep with imagine, my pajamas on imagine if you were much more murderous in nature <laughs> <laughs> you could have gotten up murdered someone and then gone right back to bed Thank heavens I'm not. Some people have been acquitted with this defense. Um, And, I mean, you need some evidence like an EEG showing that your brain is not normally responding to sleep and such. But I do remember um, the Supreme Court of Canada upheld the acquittal of a man in the 1992 decision, uh, R.V. Parks, who basically was uh, someone who (laughs) got up, uh, not awake from his sleep, drove... 23 kilometers to his in-law's home, broke in, assaulted his father-in-law, and stabbed his mother-in-law to death. After all this, he managed to drive himself to the police station, aside from a few isolated events. The next thing he could recall was being at the police station asking for help, saying, I think I have killed some people. My hands. So there. Uh, <laughs> he killed his a- hands? No, his hands did the killing, you see. Hmm. No. Um, all I thought during the scene was, where did Scully pull out all the movies from? <laughs> Usually Mulder shows us the movies. 
Well, they weren't very. Well, not only is Skelly like stolen Skinner's medical record. Yeah. Um, she's also like just gotten some random tapes of other people. <laughs> Look, clearly, she didn't steal his medical records. She had them already. She uh, is like she is, his point of contact. Exactly she's his, his, she had all his medical, medical records. That's yeah, true. Because. You know, he trusts her. So he can read, like, his therapist. Together. She can read his therapist's notes. <laughs> <laughs> they read them together when they're in bed. Oh. <laughs> the least sexy thing I've ever heard of in my life. <laughs> Scully is pretty much, She's... like, dribbling, dribbling the ball here. But is, uh But Mulder hears, sometimes this old woman straddles his chest and he can't breathe. And he's like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> Really, it's a magical succubus. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh, when Mulder said that, I was like, "Here we go, <laughs> And did he pull out the book of darkest magic from his shelf? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So, this shows off a like, an ancient picture of a succubus lighting up some dude's chest, and Scully's like, "Oh yeah, actually, something else lit up. This uh, glow in the dark uh, stuff around the girl's mouth." <laughs> So, <laughs> really, am I right? Really strong connection there. Um, I'm not you, Mulder, so I didn't go rubbing up against her mouth, but <laughs> I did take some samples. <laughs> do we think it's? Do we think it's from the succubus grabbing her face <laughs> and twisting her head around? Well, the succubus didn't grab her face. Uh, I, I don't even know where that came from. Or t- I was, don't even know because was there a succubus in the first? No, there place? wasn't a succubus. You know, there's know. a magical, so, there's a magical ghost lady that protects. <laughs> yes. That's true. But isn't that a succubus? So, no, is the succubus like a bad thing. Yeah, I thought a succubus yeah. was like a bad thing. Like you yeah. don't want a succubus in your life, unlike this, this so old lady's like taking care she's of. She's a guardian angel, right? <laughs> she, I guess. Funny she's, enough, she's but, uh, a, she's a magic ghost yeah. that um. Wants to bang the stingray so Who desperately she that does. she's protecting Stop stating him. the obvious, Brad. Oh. <laughs> um, yeah, funny enough, the uh, ep- episode where Skinner first mentions about his uh, his near-death experience in Vietnam was one breath where another magic angel shows up um, to uh, watch over Scully. So, continuity. Um, oh, are, we, are we talking about his not so near death experience yet, Robin? Or should I wait? Uh, no, we haven't. Um, we, we have to get to it though, because <laughs> summary's gone on way too long. Um, That's why. That's why I'm here. <laughs> so the, yeah, the coroner's office, the day glow paint paint is gone. Um, Scully calls the uh, place that she sent the tissue sample off of off to, but there was nothing to analyze. Mueller thinks Skinner is afraid because he doesn't know he didn't kill Karina. And so we get a nice uh, scene just with Skinner at his house. Um, he's drinking, and Sharon shows up. Oh, sad sack Skinner. Sad I love, sack. I love I'm sorry. Scene. Super sexy white shirt, no tie Skinner with the sleeves rolled up. Hello. <laughs> what the hell was that? that look? He's slouchy, pouty, crossing his arms like a little boy Skinner, too. Slouchy, pouty, sleeves rolled up, unbuttoned shirt, no tie Skinner. Not even wearing an undershirt, ladies. I don't even know if Sharon was nope. showing up to actually have a little quickie with him, but as soon as she saw that, she's like, hey, you know, I, I can make you feel better. You know, She had no intention of sleeping with the stingray until she saw what he was wearing. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, what is she doing over there? <laughs> Just to creep you out again with a raincoat. Um, and Skinner, uh, yeah, she basically, he, he's like, no, no thanks, and she leaves, and Skinner broods over his wedding photo. He could miss his wife. He could also be missing his hair. 
Um, hey, yep. hey now. <laughs> That's a low blow, Robin. Actually, by the way, this is uh, this is where we find out his middle name is Sergey. Um, in the box that he gets the wedding photo out of, he's, there's a certificate from the American Academy of Law Enforcement Professionals where it says his full what? name. Um, is that a real place? Sure. <laughs> I don't know. Later that night, he wakes up to the old woman screaming in the mirror, and Detective Walto shows up to say Sharon got run off the road. And we also see that the wedding photo is broken. <gasps> so we so well, yeah, the old was, woman's there to help him. It, woke like, up and it fell. Sorry, Claire. That's okay. Uh, if the old woman's there to help him, then it like it was like she just she appears to tell him when something bad's going to happen. But do, how does she actually help him? She doesn't. I don't understand. She's terrible so, yeah, job. She just warns him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but the cops could have done the same thing for him. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, this is the scene where Mulder shows up and says, you know, I'm your, one of your last allies. Even Scully doesn't believe you. Uh, I don't know. Skinner expressly asks him, what about Scully? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> oh, yeah. What about Scully? What does she think? Right, yeah, your, 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 last, uh, your last strike was when she found out that uh, you were with a hooker. <laughs> Yeah, she's not touching that anymore. Or, or that you were married <laughs> this whole time. I, I feel like, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. I yeah, feel yeah. like that would have gotten to me a little bit more than him just being with a hooker. <laughs> <laughs> I think he was married for seventeen years, uh, but not happily. <laughs> I mean, what? They've, they've been separated for eight months. Maybe that's as long as his uh, dealings <laughs> with Scully have have gone on. Maybe. Mm. <laughs> um, I'd, be, I'd be a little better with that. Then. Okay. <laughs> Skinner, well, nah, actually, he's been working with them for, like, two years, so. How long has he been sleeping? But has he been, yeah. <laughs> for eight months, I've How said long it. Has relationship been? <laughs> um, Mulder's like, tell me about the old woman. Skinner talks again about his Vietnam experience and being dead. The only thing and that inhaled. kept him from crossing over was the old woman. Over here. <laughs> yeah, and, and he inhaled, ha ha. <laughs> yeah, he thought he was doing drugs, so that was what. Brought it up, but as someone who's done drugs before, I've never hallucinated an old lady picking me up and carrying me away from danger. <laughs> well, then you Your haven't been to the right stuff but not old lady. <laughs> really, I thought my friend was Jesus Christ and talked to him all night. That was a, that was a that was a fun night. Um, <laughs> but Jesus is Jesus. <laughs> so, sorry. Well, Mulder thinks uh, she was still trying to protect him, but from what? And on the other side of the one-way glass, we see the smoking man watching silently. That was so unexpected, because usually he's in uh, mythology episodes, and uh, he was just kind of hanging out. I'm thinking, maybe that's just where he hangs out. (laughs) (laughs) Where no one knows he's smoking. Maybe, like, he doesn't own own a TV, smoking man. (laughs) He has... He just watches interrogations because <laughs> he has the TV. I, I may have missed this, but aside from cigarette smoking man right here, is there any other like linking anything else to um, who's after Skinner? Um, well, I mean, if you're if you're a really careful observer, the guy that's in the car that talks to um, uh, the prostitute on the phone is uh, mm-hmm. the same guy that warns Skinner in the coffee bar not to. Oh, you know, the okay. let go of the whole Melissa Scully case. All right. Okay. All right. Because I was, gonna, and I, th- I didn't know if we were going to find out that this was like just some random guy that had an axe to grind with Skinner for something, <laughs> whatever, <laughs> or, you know, what was going on. No, I should, I should have, I should mention, I, I definitely wanted to mention that for um, Tammy's um, 
Excel sheet that she's. Yes, yeah. I will uh, update. See that. the 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 problem when the X Files um, isn't heavy handed about who people are and they try to be subtle about it, like in this episode, is because they reuse people so often. Yeah, yeah. we're not yeah. sure they're the same character or not. So fuck you, Chris Carter. <laughs> it's Chris Carter's fault again. Sorry about that. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> who else? Who else am I supposed to blame, Robin? You? Yeah. Do you want me to blame you? I'll take I'll take the heat. It's for not this your one. fault. It's Chris Carter's <laughs> they, fault. They, they hire actors and you know he's the showrunner for pete's sake right last i checked there's a run th- the show chris carter <laughs> the, the, there's uh, actually another scene with the cigarette smoking man um that was cut because of oh. the length of this episode where the smoking man was is questioning skinner's allegiance to the job but they cut it so there was more smoking man but unfortunately so we go to the impound garage Skinner's car looks like it might have run Sharon's off the road and Mulder collects the airbag (laughs) (laughs) we go to the so I'm sorry I know this is already very long but I I have to continue with these interruptions no please actually the best part about the interruptions is you telling me that you're going to interrupt and then actually (laughs) say that the thing you wanted to say the the actual um we're supposed to believe that because Mulder's an FBI agent, he doesn't have to wear gloves, he doesn't have to requisition permission to collect evidence or anything. It's just take it on his credentials as an FBI agent that he's that, that all this shit is valid and none of it is contaminated or or, or or anything like that. Like is that what we're supposed to believe, Robin? He walks right into houses, he doesn't get <laughs> takes things grabs people's faces, um, <laughs> touches people's faces and pictures. Them. Puts things in his mouth. <laughs> oh, do we? Like, we I, didn't discuss how Scully touched that the hooker's face, dead hooker's face. Anyway, I, I, but I she didn't like, put it in her mouth, so it's fine. No, she was collecting evidence. So <laughs> I, I love the fact that this guy that ran um, Skinner's wife, other like, uh, first of all, caused enough that the airbag went off. Like that's yeah. that's pretty hardcore. Like, yeah, a little dangerous. I, yeah, I feel like you can probably run somebody off a road without actually having to collide and hard enough to set off an airbag. Yeah. Seriously. <laughs> this was a I bad mean, I know you want to frame Skinner, but I-, I think you can do that without actually having to uh, be in a straight-up collision. <laughs> and we go to the FBI Psy-Crime Lab. We get Agent Pendrel here. Yay! He's got a super... I'm so excited. He's got a sweet super scanner and a 3D digital deconstructor thingy. Enhance! <laughs> So uh, you can get a picture off a of face input on the airbag. That's right. Enhance. <laughs> I love Pendrel. <laughs> um, so yeah, the at the office of professional conduct, Skinner has to sit it way at the end of a long table to be judged. Um, <laughs> can you hear me down there? <laughs> Scully is being questioned by, according to the credits, senior agent. Um, <laughs> Wait, is he Spanish? <laughs> senior agent. An agent is just his last name. <laughs> senior, senior, uh-huh. <laughs> um, <laughs> so it looks like the X-Files is more on trial here than Skinner is. They're uh, oh, trying to take him again. out of the equation. Yeah. And Scully tries using evidence that doesn't exist to get help Skinner out, but actually it just kind of makes it worse. And Mulder has to save the day. Yeah, and Scully talks about her lens of science, which is pretty fucking thin, (laughs) Scully. Yeah. 
<laughs> Very thin lens. And well, yes. well, you know, but Mulder thinks it's a magical succubus. <laughs> Agent Skelly, please leave. <laughs> yeah, and I was just like, why is she about to sound as crazy as Mulder all of a sudden? Because yeah. she has to speak for him. Oh, no, she doesn't. No one has to. <laughs> Uh, Can I just talk about how the 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 fact that uh, Mulder didn't show up? <laughs> yeah. For this thing, I kept expecting him to walk in and to walk in, and then he doesn't. He doesn't. And I'm like, Jesus, fuck, Mulder! Can't you put a rush on shit? Like, like, <laughs> like, bring, bring. The, if if I was Mulder, I would have brought the fucking computer equipment into the room with me and had them sit there while the scan was happening. But no, he oh. probably went out and just got a coffee or something or a hey, blowjob at some random bookstore. <laughs> Just call them up and be like, hey, uh, uh, we found uh, a face print yeah. on the airbag. Um, it doesn't look like Skinner. I'm bringing the evidence and Can we delay this? <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's yeah. all we have to do. Yep. Oh, well. You have to go to the bookstore. We don't get a good joke, though, where uh, Boulder's down the hall answering the phone when Scully calls. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, we see the photo and they assume that this, since he was the person that ran Sharon Skinner off the road, they, he must have been the same person that hired Karina Sales, right? So, um, and he's, he looks so much like someone you could identify. He doesn't look like a blob of pixels at all. <laughs> we go to, back to the madam's house, but oh, looks like she killed herself or was thrown out a window. And everyone, regular folks, cops, firemen, everybody is just kind of silently staring up at her mangled corpse. <laughs> As <Yeah>. we do. <laughs> Cop says, People jump when it rains for two days. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Everyone in Vancouver would be dead. <laughs> yep. And they spot Judy. I noticed that uh, Judy Judy is played by Stacey Grand. I noticed that her one of her credits is in the movie Shanghai Noon and she plays the um the role of Hooker in distress. So <laughs> might be a little typecasting. Typecasting. Okay. Did Mark Snow do some really ominous music for her scene too? <laughs> in that movie. We go to the, this diner, and Judy recognizes the guy from the image, and uh, Mulder tells her to call him and do a meetup, and she gives an Oscar-winning performance here. <laughs> Unfortunately, he's right outside watching them. I'm also amazed that she has his phone number memorized. Yeah. It was the 90s. You, know, like, you memorized phone numbers back then. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I guess. I like that every excuse Alira gives is, it was the 90s. <laughs> I've heard my previous guest appearances. I always blame whatever decade something was said in. Um, so at the hospital, we have a nice touching scene here. Um, Skinner at his wife's bedside. He says, I'm not I love this papers. music. It's the saddest piano music ever. <laughs> I was like, did Michael Nyman write the score? What's going on? It's like, do, 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 do. Oh, so sad. <laughs> And Skinner is acting his little heart out And he loves a job Just like the contradictions and the violence And the lies And I ended up just shutting myself down You're the reason I wake up in the morning (laughs) On his wife's deathbed He's refusing a divorce This makes him the anti-Dude Gangrich everyone (laughs) (laughs) Suddenly my alarm clock goes off Or the monitor, which has the exact same sound as my alarm clock. And I'm like, stop that. Yeah, Yeah. that was bizarre. (laughs) Very bizarre choice. He goes out to call for help, and then we see the old woman in Sharon's place calling to her. Calling to him. And uh, he goes back in, takes her hand, and it's Sharon again. 
She says, listen okay. to me. So I still don't understand from the end of, from this point on in the episode if Sharon is dead or not. No idea. Does she then does she then die? And that's why he like sadly puts his little ring on the end. He's like, oh no. Or is she alive? Or is she possessed by an old ghost lady? Like, what's well, happening? I honestly don't get it. Finally together. <laughs> I think. I think that Sharon had to momentarily die for the ghost lady to properly possess her. So that was just a little blip. That was the door opening up uh, for the ghost lady to be able to possess Sharon. And uh, then Sharon was, be- was, was, was able to um, um, channel uh, the, the, the old ghost lady and tell Skinner exactly where to be and when to be to save the day. Yeah, yeah. I mean, according to the official guide, I just looked it up. <laughs> uh-huh. um, when he's putting his ring on, it's he's determined. It says he, Skinner is now determined to save his marriage. So uh, save I, it from what again? The official guide to the third <laughs> season of the Scully. <laughs> oh, I can't wait for the next episode <laughs> when there's all kinds of tension between them. Yeah. Anyway, we go to the Ambassador Hotel. An assassin gets on the elevator, and uh, Mulder and the agents wait in a bar. But, um, yeah, the assassin is upstairs trying to actually track the hooker down, who's in a different room with Scully. And Scully thinks something's up. She goes to the bathroom where Judy is, and the assassin knocks her aside with the door. There's some gunshots. Because Scully should be nowhere by herself ever. Seriously. (laughs) Can we back up for a moment, please? So was um, Judy the hooker uh, pretending to be a room service maid or a housekeeping maid? No, I think they were just uh, hiding out in the hotel room. Okay, because yeah. I thought someone was pretending to be wearing some kind of outfit. I don't know. It's just a really weird uh, um, short pantsuit. Okay, it's a very short <laughs> pantsuit. Okay, cool. So she's wearing shorts. Got it. Um. Yeah. So Mulder busts in with Detective Watros. It looks like eventually. <laughs> it looks like Skinner yeah. has uh, murdered the assassin. Mm-hmm. And then Skinner yeah, looks at Ray. Watros like. <laughs> So where would Skinner get a gun? Because if you're under investigation, don't they take your gun away? Not all your guns. Mm, fucking America. <laughs> no, America. Not America. I, I can't take away your guns. I, you have your uh, your rights uh, to murder people with guns. What if uh, so. somebody intruded on my property or something? What if like there was a kid that was wanting to buy candy and iced tea or something? <laughs> <laughs> and last well, scene- is this is the kid black? <laughs> Oh, gross! And the last scene, <laughs> the last scene is in Skinner's office. Um, Scully reports that she, they couldn't identify the shooter, uh-huh. uh, the assassin, or whatever. Um, and Mulder is gets upset because Skinner's not admitting on record, or just just in me, just just admit it to me. Uh, <laughs> oh, fucking loser! It's not all about you. Down. Yeah, exactly. And Skinner is oh. not budging. And yeah. Dismisses them. Skinner will not take any of this nonsense. Yeah. Oh, can I mention that there was a line that I found really funny earlier where they realized that um, where Mulder and Scully are looking at, like the printout of the Pixel Man. And yeah. then it's as they're walking away, there's like ADR of Scully going, so it must have been him that hired the prostitute. And I was like, <laughs> thanks, exposition, Scully. <laughs> and it was clearly ADR as if they were like, oh, the audience mm-hmm. might not get it. Oh, we better add it in. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and we get the wedding band. He puts it on again. Aw. Yeah. <laughs> Or, Man. oh, I don't know, is she dead? <laughs> Who knows? 
I think if she was Either dead, way, he would have put it on a chain and put it around his neck. Aww. <laughs> Either way, if she's dead or not dead, I'm not happy because he needs to be with Scully. She's his one true love. <laughs> I think that ship has sailed, Claire. Yeah. No. No. I think that ship has sailed. Yep. I think it's over. No. I think no. Skinner is now going to uh, turn his attentions uh, uh, to, to his work. And he is going to forsake Scully in all carnal forms. <laughs> I do not accept it, and I never will. We'll see mm. about that. Yeah. We'll see. There's uh, we'll plenty see, of seasons yeah. left. There's like 8,000 episodes left, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. I can't wait until you guys see Scully and Frohickey getting married in Vegas. I can't wait. <laughs> yeah. oh, that's when I leave the show. Uh, <laughs> I thought you were going to leave when we, when we uh, cover Revolution. <laughs> I, oh, well, that's not going to happen. Huh? I'm just putting my foot down on that. Yeah, I'm not going to let that happen either. Whether I'm on the show or not, that's not happening. I'm doing it by myself. Uh, yes, right. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, so, yeah, um, final trivia. The company says Pelagi did a great job. It's nice for Mitch to, you know, he kind of deserved his own episode after uh, two years. Skinner is a good character who is not being utilized to his full extent. So mm-hmm. it was good to give him a Skinner episode. And the X-Files game, the computer game, actually takes place between this episode and two episodes from our Wet Wired. Um, so I don't know. It was made in the fifth season, though, so I don't know. <laughs> but... Um, oh. The agent in there, Agent Craig Wilmore, I did mention him in Syzygy because there's an, Craig Wilmore is a high school basketball player in Syzygy, and all of a sudden, if it takes place between uh, this episode and Wet Wired, then he would have gotten graduated high school and became an FBI agent. And uh, yeah, that's only interesting to me. Um, so- yeah, sorry, we weren't listening. Uh, there, the, the scene in the where the madam is dead, uh, there was a cop with a mustache. Wasn't our guy. But we were just oh, no. the picture. Making sure. We had to rewind it like three times and rewatch and pause and enhance, enhance, enhance. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, X Files game, can you play as Crychek? Is the important <laughs> thing. No, you play as Agent Craig Wilmore. Well, I want to play as Crychek and run around and cause all kinds of mischief. <laughs> well, I want to play as Mustache Man and avoid uh, <laughs> things that are stressful. <laughs> Danger in that room. No, no. Nope, not me. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> all right monster runway i'm thinking old lady ghost is the monster yeah, yeah. well no she's actually quite helpful isn't pixel yeah. man the monster pixel man is not the monster the monster is prostitution <laughs> yeah. i love when the monster is I, can i can i okay can i please have a a monster that will have a high sex appeal score for the first fucking time in this show <laughs> Just We've had Crycheck as the monster before, and he got super yeah, sexy. Yeah, uh, yeah. No comment. So, what do we decide the monster is? Uh, let's go with old lady, because even if she's even if she's good she's rather than evil, she's terrifying. <laughs> she is she's terrifying. terrifying. All right, let's do it. Just for the f- opening scene alone. Yeah. Scariness ten. <laughs> <laughs> super scary. Yeah, I wouldn't be I sleeping for a while after that one. <laughs> Yeah, surprise olds are, are terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They appear from nowhere. Yeah. And uh, creativity. <laughs> well, she, rubbish. It, like, what was her plan? No plan. Yeah. Show it, up at the worst possible moment. She moments. warned somebody much better than I think. <laughs> yeah. Like, hey, uh, by the way, there's some uh, secrety guys that are trying to uh, frame you. Uh, heads up. Also, they're going to try to kill your wife. 
Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> and Bye. sex appeal zero. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, Robin, don't what be sexy, uh, oh, sexy red, red coat, Robin. <laughs> Why is it that an old woman ghost attached herself to Skinner in Vietnam? <laughs> I just I know, because I know, it was I. Uh, okay, okay, okay. My theory about this is that he had LSD in Nam, and as some people who take LSD can attest, um, sometimes you get acid flashbacks. I'm sorry, I was just out of it for a second. What's up? <laughs> Lair and his hallucinations have been basically following him for years, and these are just acid flashbacks. Poorly timed acid flashbacks. That's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> yes, which is why we shouldn't do acid. Mulder versus Scully. Oh, Mulder. Why? Yeah, why? Scully, Scully did nothing in this episode. Scully oh, stole because... medical records and medical videos. I don't think she stole them. I think... <laughs> I say yeah, that I think Oh my god, it's clear. Scully lost because she lost her lover. Yeah, exactly. Scully <laughs> has lost Stingray so she's the and... No. Scully found out the dude she was banging was married. Yes. That is yeah. by default. Why was Mulder so overly involved with Skinner this episode, though? Every other time he... Weird. He's so weird. Because... He, yeah. Because I... I... Because... Because why? <laughs> because Mulder wants to bang Scully, <laughs> but Scully has been on the Stingray train. Mulder now, Mulder now knows that Mulder knows that Scully's pissed off. Yeah, he knows that Skinner's married. <laughs> there is nothing but for him to win. Mm-hmm. No, <laughs> so why not try for once? <laughs> Scully might, might try, but I'm gonna to lose so much head. respect for Scully if she sleeps with Mulder. It it'll be over with me and Scully. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> no, oh, I've I've got my two ships. Okay, you guys say that that good ship um, uh, Sculler has sunk. Well, I've still got good ship Molchek. So there we go. <laughs> now those kids—they're gonna make it. <laughs> yeah, they're gonna make it. <laughs> I just think I I think uh, Mulder wins just because he's the only one that's uh, believed in Skinner. Scully was about to burn him. <laughs> I didn't get the. I didn't get that Scully didn't believe Skinner. She was just trying to find a logical reason why things were happening. Right. And she it wasn't that she didn't believe him. She wanted to believe him. She was trying to look for reasons to, like, actually, reasons other than it being a succubus mm-hmm. of why he didn't kill these people. Well, I think, I think that's why Scully loses, because in the meeting, she's like, you know, Mulder thinks that it's a uh, magic <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. And... The fact that she would say, say that. <laughs> Sorry, Scully. All right, I think Mulder wins this yeah. week. <laughs> I, won't yeah. do, I will not vote for Mulder, but you guys do what you want. <laughs> I just won't do it. I, don't, I, don't yeah, think I feel he more... was fake. He was yeah. so fake this episode. I don't think Mulder won. I just think Scully lost. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Mulder won. It's like... <laughs> if no, Boyne loses, yeah. the other wins. It's the rules. <laughs> Whether you guys are willing yeah. to admit it or not. <laughs> By default, yeah, he wins by default. There's only two people. <laughs> All right, um, field reports. We've got a couple of emails and uh, a bunch of um, a bunch of voice. I'll do a voicemail. A bunch of voicemails. So why don't I just start off? Uh, why don't we start off with the one I didn't name? We'll see who it is. You shall not hey guys, this is Des. <laughs> oh, <and Wes>. Des. <laughs> um, we just watched Avatar. Avatar. Yeah. Um, it was kind of a boring episode. Uh, I thought that James Cameron's direction in this episode was just not <laughs> up to snuff. 
<laughs> Snuff. <laughs> uh, it was like Fern Gully. <laughs> um, oh, Fern's Gully. <laughs> the best part of this episode, um, seeing the picture of Walter Skinner from his wedding with the hair. <laughs> That was the most interesting thing about this episode, I think. <laughs> um, I, I bet you um, he and Scully aren't banging anymore because she found out he likes prostitutes. Also, he's married. <laughs> but I have to say, good shout-out to Amanda Tapping from Stargate. She was cute in this episode. Not when her head was turned around backwards. Ew. <laughs> that was kind of gross. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> um, so, once again, not solved. Was his wife the succubus? Is that what it was we're supposed to believe? I don't know. I guess so. I don't know if he even saw a succubus. He just had hallucinations. <laughs> Maybe. He was having flashbacks to Nam. Yeah. Um, did she die? Did she live? Well, I, I take by him putting his exactly. ring on Either yeah, he's yeah. got her in a chair up in his attic after his taxidermator <laughs> and he's pretending <laughs> like she's alive or they're back together. <laughs> or she died, yeah. I don't know. I don't think I care that much. It wasn't that exciting. This was the filler of the week episode. <laughs> yes. But I do love Skinner, usually. He was just not that badass in this he one. He was good in it. His emotional range came out a little bit more, but... Did it? I don't know. It was just a little bit too much. And why was the smoking man even in it for that one little he second? He was spying on him. Yeah. I guess they were manipulating him. I don't know. I don't know what I guess it's inferred that he was in charge of the guys that were trying to get Skinner discredited, I guess. Maybe. I don't know. I was too busy paying attention to my pie. She made some excellent pie. Uh, Anyways. Okay, guys. That's all we have to say this week. (laughs) Um, I give it five out of ten Walter Skinner's bad toupee picture haircut. You mean adorable. That was adorable. Anyways, talk to you next week. Bye. Bye. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. Thank so you. they really yes. didn't watch Yoko? this episode, right? <laughs> Is that what's going all. on? <laughs> At all. They just ate pie. Whatever that's supposed to mean. Uh, Alright, so up next is Ina. Hi, Intro Talks. This is Ina. This is uh, my feedback for Avatar. Okay, I really liked that uh, they made Skinner the focus of the episode. I I wish I could have liked it more because I really like Skinner. But this was kind of a mess. Um, None of it made sense. It was just uh, lots of things with the nightmare woman, the old woman, and the divorce and the conspiracy and hitting the wife with the car and what what exactly was the point um okay so skinner doesn't want to get divorced at the end so does that mean that him and scully are done as a couple no well, anyway, uh, yay for Skinner, but nay for the plot and the execution. Um, yeah, that's it. I can't think of anything else. Uh, six out of ten Red Riding Hoods. 
Okay, bye. <laughs> Thanks, Ida. Thanks, Ida. <laughs> um, next one up is Matt and Mel. Oh, Skinner, you dog. <laughs> Why is he a dog? <laughs> oh, he's just, you know, he gets all the ladies and then he kills them. Well, wait, that's... That that's that's not so great. <laughs> but not really. Yeah. He's innocent. So, at first, when he was signing his divorce papers, I was like, his wife totally caught him che- cheating with Scully. For sure. I'm not so sure anymore. Yeah, this, I don't know. This whole Scully-Skinner theory might be might be uh, off-base, guys. Scully did look awfully oh. disapproving of uh, Skinner being with a prostitute, though. Mm. If Skinner had killed that woman, though, I wouldn't be surprised, because, holy crap, like, twisting her head around 180 degrees? No wonder his wife wants a divorce. <laughs> That's the worst sex move ever. <laughs> <laughs> what magazine did he read that one in? <laughs> Story by David Duchovny. And so, Howard Gordon. Yeah, but mostly David Duchovny. So get this. It opens <laughs> with sex. <laughs> and it's about my favorite demon, the succubus. You know, the one that's all about sex. I'm addicted to sex. <laughs> but then it was really confusing because it's like they mixed all these supernatural things randomly in with mm, with like, like like sleepwalking stuff and like yeah i don't know if the succubus was like protecting him ever since he got shot in vietnam or whatever <laughs> it's like a and succubus angel his angel is a succubus yeah <laughs> when he mentioned the whole diet like almost dying in vietnam thing uh have you seen jacob's ladder yeah long time ago this entire show takes place in Skinner's dying brain. He's still in Vietnam. <laughs> He's dying on a table. Oh, man. Mulder and Scully don't exist. <laughs> the one thing I didn't understand and I was not okay with not understanding is why did Skinner kill the guy who could prove his innocence at the end? Yeah. And since the guy was dead, and then we, like, how could he prove anything with that corpse, you know, about him being innocent? But we just cut to him getting his job back. That's the only... The only thing that didn't make sense that actually bugged me. <laughs> that was great when Mulder wanted Skinner to share his feelings with him at the end. Come yeah. On, come on, just please. Open up, man. Open up. Let's have a cry together. <laughs> yeah. You think you noticed the the uh, mustache man? Oh, yes. <laughs> Frank, where was it? It was like when they were looking up at the Dead lady body. that jumped up at, uh, from the, jumped out of the window or whatever. Yes, his new profession is professional gawker. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it was him for sure, but it... Kind of similar like, mustache similar mustache maybe it's his brother yeah, if it's not him if no if you guys don't notice it i'll uh i'll post a screenshot on the facebook group. i'm sure they noticed it come on he was right there and scully at the at skinner's here why was it so dark in that room in the first place <laughs> like it was like thunder lightning and rain maybe they all just had eye surgery and they they didn't want to wear their their lamo like shades <laughs> old people shades so, so they, they just had turn to the like lights turn out. the lights <laughs> out and then scully during that whole thing was like i'm not saying it's a succubus but it's a succubus. <laughs> what would you give this episode? I really like this episode. Um, I mean, yeah, there's a lot of unanswered, unanswered questions, but it feels like you may be able to figure it out if you give it enough thought. <laughs> it feels like the story is actually laid out in some way. It still feels like you can figure it out if you think about it long enough. Yeah. Except for that part at the end where he killed the guy who could prove his innocence. But. Oh, I forgot to mention, when Scully was te- uh, looking at that body and then Mulder walks in and he's like, She's a, she was a prostitute, and Scully was like, give me five minutes. I was like, she's totally thinking about going for STD testing now. <laughs> <laughs> it was with a prostitute. <laughs> so I'm going to give it a 8 out of 10 series created by Dying Brains. I'm going to give it a 7.5 out of 10 Skinner toupees. 
Alright, that's what we thought. Yeah. Mel, when did you get so old? I, I don't know. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I'm just here to protect you and save you. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> oh, god. Thanks, guys. Mel, don't do that. <laughs> that's scary. Old lady Mel ghost. <laughs> Uh, Mel's actually going to be joining us next week. Yay, Mel! Oh, I'm not here. I told you. Glad that you're opening up the show to French Canadians now, Robin. <laughs> yeah. We have an open border policy. <laughs> nice. Only one French Canadian, and that is Mel. Yeah, only one. <laughs> All right. Um, next one's from Michael. Comp Z, intro to X. <laughs> you have to look that one up. <laughs> so, what's uh, feedback for Avatar? episode where we find out maybe Scully didn't realize Skinner was married even though she was having sex with him. I don't know. Um, but one thing we did learn in this episode is that apparently Jesus was in a wagon accident and the airbag deployed and that explains everything about the Shroud of Torrin. Uh, magical computer. I completely, you know, I don't remember Magical Computer Guy at all from the first time I watched <laughs> The X-Files. But man, he is really prevalent. <laughs> uh, he's Enhance. really good with the uh, green, pix massive pixelated images of people from ev everything from napkins to airbags to God knows what else. But um, I'm still not sure how they got how they exonerated Skinner in any way by just killing a guy they couldn't identify and having no other information whatsoever except for a dead girl in Mulder or not Mulder's bed in um, Skinner's bed with a broken neck yeah it's just this particular episode uh, and so what Skinner's back with his wife because she got in a car accident uh, uh, no otherwise uh, it was a decent episode I liked having a lot of Skinner we don't get enough of the poor guy uh, I think it humanized him a bit and uh to see some of his secrets his but uh I, I, I would say this is like a um seven out of ten well no i won't rate it that way because that was a terrible movie i would say a seven out of ten goodbye all thanks michael <laughs> what's he talking about i want to know what this movie is now <laughs> maybe he's probably shopper <laughs> <laughs> yeah probably <laughs> we never watched that um and, and uh, last voicemail is uh, from Moira. Oh, you guys, I miss sending feedback for um, Jose Chung's From Outer Space, which was an awesome episode. 10 out of 10. I'll uh, probably get to hear later tonight what you guys thought of it. Anyway, on to the next. Seems to be called Avatar. Let's watch. Oh, AD Skinner has a fountain pen. How dear to my heart. Did we even know that Skinner was married? Uh, Robin didn't answer that, thanks. Well, of course he's getting divorced. No. He's been sleeping with Scully. <laughs> oh my god, Skinner's cheating on Scully! <laughs> oh my god, that was, that was a gargoyle. Skinner's having sex with a gargoyle. Okay, this is getting weird. <laughs> oh crap, she's dead. Well, this one already has my attention. Wow. So, he wants Scully to go look at the body. It strike anybody else is a little bit I don't know, uh, hmm. intrusive. I mean, this is now a police case. I don't really think the FBI has any jurisdiction here. Uh, and so far, there's nothing X-Filey about this. Oh, no. 
drew a black line on the on the bed. Oh my god, that's hilarious. Oh, oh X-Files, I love you. <laughs> Instead of a chalk outline, it's a black tape outline. What I love about Scully's autopsies is that they happen in like, I don't know, 20 minutes. It's like, yeah. like, I have a friend, I have a classmate who's a pathologist, trust me on this. Autopsies take longer than half an hour. And the coroner did not freaking do the autopsy that night with Scully following up, you know, hot on his heels. It's just, it, the wheels don't turn that fast. But I digress. Okay, I'll keep watching. Oh, Scully's not happy that Skinner was with a prostitute. She's disappointed in her man. Oh, that's cool. Cool, that's like glow-in-the-dark James Bondian stuff. I wonder what that is around her mouth and nose. Wow. Mm-hmm. What? It's the woman in the weird orange raincoat. Oh, I'm confused. And Skinner didn't know it was a prostitute. This is actually getting more interesting. Well, the wife's kind of cute, don't you think? So, here's my conjecture. <laughs> uh, Skinner mistook what she looked like uh, because he's having leftover influence of some kind of drug that he was given? That's my guess. I'm awful when the wife asks uh, Mulder if he thinks that, you know, Skinner did it. And Mulder says, no, I don't think he did it. I wanted to say, but ma'am, I also believe in UFOs. (laughs) Hold up. How did Scully get a hold of Skinner's medical records without his permission or consent? That's... Cops can't actually do that, and I don't think the FBI can either. Because I know that if the police ask me about a patient's chart, I am not allowed to say a word without a court order. So I'm not buying this. But anyway, I'll keep watching. A succubus? Seriously? Oh my. Bingo! Residual luminance. Oh my god, wedding photos, Skinner with hair! (laughs) Okay, this better be a succubus. Because, you know, really, otherwise we got nothing supernatural. Oh, I think the succubus broke the picture. Oh, I love it. Airbag. It's our favorite nerd. This is great. Oh, it's more magic software. We haven't had this crop up in X-Files for a while. What fun. Uh, just at the part where they see that the madam is supposedly committed suicide. I have to admit, I didn't realize this was going to end up being a um, sinister government plot to discredit Skinner. So, nice to us, guys. I still wanted a succubus. Oh man, they're right outside the coffee shop! I just yawned hugely, so I guess that means this is moving kind of slowly. <sighs> this hospital scene is blowing holes in our Scully and Skinner shipping theory. Ugh, I have no idea what just happened in that hospital bed. I'm confused. The old adjoining room trick, I bet. What the heck? How did Skinner know? His spirit guy told him. Aww. Alright, I want you guys to shed light on this one for me. Um, sure. so, who's our monster, I guess? The <laughs> evil government who was trying to frame Skinner? Or the imaginary succubus, which is really his guardian angel? I, you know, I'm so lost. I hope, I hope you're lost, too. Or better still, that you guys understand it, and then you'll explain it to me. Um, okay. This is not the 10 out of 10 of last week's episode, but, uh, um, I don't know. It's probably a solid 7, just, just, you know, because it gave us background on Skinner and 
Uh, although it, you know, totally blows the theory of the shipping relationship. Anyway, I'll just wait and see what you guys think. I've gone on far too long. Till next time. Bye bye. Thanks, Moira. Thank you, Moira. <laughs> I love I love watching along with Moira and her feedback. <laughs> we should make a jingle for her. Yeah. <laughs> um. All right. So we have a couple emails and actually three emails since there's a special one in the mix. We should. Wait till the end for that one. Who wants to read Heidi's? There's a special email? Yes. Okay, this is from Heidi. Hey there. Okay, so where are all the blue people and dragons? This episode is misrepresenting itself. (laughs) Wow, Skinner finally gets some, and look what happens. They would not let Scully perform the autopsy. Conflict of interest here. Oh, they mentioned later she was just re-examining, but I don't think they'd let her do that either. (laughs) Because they're banging. (laughs) The evidence is circumstantial. I'm not a lawyer, but Skinner woke up next to a dead woman. His fingerprints were all over her, and he can't remember what happened and won't take a lie detector. I'd like to be the prosecutor in this circumstantial case. I guess we know who loves Skinner more. Mulder sticks up for him while Scully believes the evidence. Scully is working with a perfectly scientific explanation about night terrors, and Mulder jumps to a succubus. The genie is at work again. And why did it take Scully so long to bring up the sleep center thing? It seemed like she had that knowledge already, not that she just found it out. Scully got knocked out, but wasn't kidnapped, so that's progress. (laughs) I really like this episode, and learning more about Skinner and conspiracy is always fun. Until next time, Heidi. Thanks, Heidi. Thanks, Heidi. All right, we have one from John. But Brad, you're going to read the last thing. Maybe we should have Tammy read it this this week. James Cameron Stingray, a.k.a. Stingray, The Last Airbender. (laughs) (laughs) number one holy shit Skinner laid it to that chick so hard he broke her neck (laughs) that's terrible why am I laughing (laughs) two I wouldn't take a polygraph I'm not telling you what to do I'm just saying alright three Scully conducts an autopsy on the body of a person that her immediate supervisor is accused of killing that's not a conflict of interest or anything (laughs) Four, apparently Skinner smears phosphorus on his junk before sex. <laughs> Whatever floats your boat. <laughs> Finally, someone said it. <laughs> Yay. Five, Scully comes up with a completely rational theory about um, our REM sleep behavior disorder, but of course, it can't be anything other than a succubus. Six. But it wasn't a succubus. <laughs> it wasn't. Six, I know this is the mid-90s, but when was the hooded red poncho ever in style? I'd divorce that woman just for her poor wardrobe choices alone. (laughs) Seven, role reversal. Scully gets to look like the raving loony during the official inquest judicial hearing. I think that if this episode does anything, it solidifies the fact that the coolest cops on TV aren't the smooth-talking detectives, nor are they that the pumped-up tack team guys but it's the sexy seasoned law enforcement supervisors that make all the ladies swoon am i right the story was lame but i enjoyed the care that character interaction i give this episode six out of ten bottles of stingray scotch see you next <laughs> see you for next week's episode quagmire giggity 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 <laughs> oh jeez, come on <laughs> John. and uh brad take it away all right uh Oh no, This last thing uh, um, comes in via Paul Mackey. Uh, first of all, there's a, there's a lot to unpack before we even get into this. Um, this is, uh, the title of this is 
a silly, sh schmaltzy, smutty short story by X Woman 1013. <laughs> oh, 1013 is actually Chris Carter's birthday. Oh, yeah. Is I it? I will punch you, Robin. Oh, I, <laughs> I bet will you, punch you. I bet you Chris Carter wrote this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's his, uh, yeah, responsible his for slash all awful things. No. no. <laughs> The, I thought Chris Carter was oblong. No, no, the plume, if you will. There's um, uh, so we're about to jump into a, a, a fan fiction story. Um, but I do, I, I do like to point out, um, anytime, uh, I love that when fan fiction starts off with a disclaimer, uh, Dana and Walter are not mine. They are property of CC Ten Thirteen and Fox. No infringement intended. No financial gain is made. I, fuck you. Did anyone think? That there was a chance that this, what I can only assume to be a piece of shit because I have not read ahead, is a real thing that anyone gives a fuck about. I love how Brad is so much more open-minded on this podcast than any other podcast he appears on. Oh, I got oh, these fuckers. All right, oh, let's get into this thing. <sighs> um, it will be uh, narrated by Jesse Ventura. <laughs> <laughs> the darkness threw shadows against the walls of the tiny office. As the AD turned the corner, he thought, that's good light for making shadow puppets. <laughs> he worked his fingers... I'm gonna fall asleep to this story, it's so soothing. He worked his fingers into the origami-like state required for a monkey. And as he was perfecting the tail, a shadowy swan gracefully moved towards him. It was, of course, blurrier than his was, being that the hands weren't much, were much too close to the light source. He would talk with Scully about this later. What? <laughs> Thanks for explaining how shadows work, asshole. <laughs> What's a graceful swan like you doing in a jungle like this? I, I've heard it. Who's Scully? Damn it! I, I need I need more voices. Uh, Kermit the Frog. All right. I, I was immediately thinking Fuzzy. <laughs> That's really funny. Ah. <laughs> The head monkey wants like no. <laughs> the head monkey wants this report by he whispered. As the monkey gestured the, the same to the swan. He's not here. Just you. The monkey pointed. And me. From the PA system, very white music started to play. The monkey suddenly fell away from the light and in his place, filling the door jam was the incredible Walter Skinner. <laughs> oh my god, this is... Okay, this is... Okay, it's all Jesse Ventura. Fuck this shit. This is <laughs> nonsense. We got it together, didn't we? He mouthed the words as his long strides carried him towards the bewildered agent. He gathered her in his not-on-monkey-like real-life arms. <laughs> Monkey-like in the strong and kind of hairy way, but not in any smelly way. <laughs> and danced her around the room. So dumb. <laughs> At that precise moment, the song ended. They fell together in a tangle of arms and legs. Another Barry White song, one about making hot love, started playing. Finally, one of them spoke. Do you know how much? Yes. Do you? I do. They began to kiss. <laughs> like, well, a rabid monkey and a swan. Oh my god. This is such fucking garbage. <laughs> I'm telling you. And, so and soon their hands were roaming over hot skin. Scully leaned over to unbuckle his belt with her teeth. As she slid off his trousers, she was aware of two things. One, 
she had lost the office pool regarding what type of underwear he wore. And two, she had won her side bet with Kimberly. He did wear it in a holster. Poor baby. So well endowed, so little time. <laughs> this is such fucking garbage. You realize someone spent their time doing this. Like, this is what they did with their time. All the things you could do in the world. All the things you could be doing in the world. Like, reading a book. Uh, writing a letter. Shooting yourself in the face. This is what this fucking asshole did. I wonder if this fanfiction is over 1,000 pages. She unstrapped the man-beast as Barry White Croon. A random thought about this being like an episode of Allie McBeal crossed her mind. What? She scanned what? the room for dancing babies, finding none continued. Hey, 1999, how's it going? How's it going, 1999? <laughs> he, rented, he returned the gesture, sliding her silk blouse off her ivory shoulders and unfastened her front closure brassiere with his muscular tongue. Being that he was already in the neighborhood, he nuzzled the diminutive agent's disproportionately large bosom. As her nipples fell into cinnamon-hued pebbles, the stone-like evidence of his arousing dug into her shin. Although it was kind of uncomfortable, she decided to let it go for now, hoping she would be rewarded with something better later. I want to kill myself. God. Take me with you, Brad. <laughs> However, so about 30 seconds later, he was so hard, she was thinking it might leave a bruise. But she didn't <laughs> want to have to explain it to Mulder. Oh, she directed his no. lips up to hers as she rolled. I'm just trying to power through this thing. Back to, and to his back and sat astride his hips. By this time, as her skirt had been discarded, Somewhere during the last paragraph, and her you shut the fuck up, fucking asshole, <laughs> fucking garbage. Oh, fuck you. And her flimsy panties had disintegrated from their combined body heat. She was gloriously naked. Skinner was naked except for his socks, which she ignored. She ran her tiny fingers through his manly chest fur and gave him the adult sexually stimulating version. Of a titty twister. What? <laughs> <laughs> this is this is the worst thing this ever. Is, like it's not funny. It's like <laughs> who wrote this? Who wrote this? Someone had to imagine this. Chris too, Carter really wrote this. Gross. This is oh. like yeah, this Chris is like Carter. a teenager. That is so uncomfortable with their sexuality. Oh, yeah. That, like, yeah. It, yeah. yeah, this person has never had sex ever. <laughs> terrified of it. Terrified oh, it of the it. Nerd from trying the last to mask episode. it with comedy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, still, yeah. I'm still laughing over the shadow. My bleed. This, there's, everything is wrong with this. What is the adult sexually stimulating version of a Twitch Twister? I don't Twister know. Anyway, yeah, I, I still don't understand why he had to take her bra off with his tongue. Yeah. he's got two hands. Yeah, use your hands. Yeah. Dude. Yeah. use your hands. Seriously, and we continue. Back in, guys. Uh, all right, bear down, bear down. We're almost there. I hope. I feel is like that. What Skinner is saying to uh, Scully right now? I'm confused. Oh, Dana, I'm waiting for Scully to turn into an old woman. <laughs> you like that baby. Yeah, how about this? Scully reached behind her and took hold of his thick, pulsating cock. Uh, oh, 
here, 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 here's, here's some wonderful writing. I, comma, caramba, comma. She thought. She thought. She thought. She thought. Miswritten Bart Simpson quotes. Hey, 1999, how's it going, assholes? She thought. How does he walk around with this thing? No matter. No matter. No matter. She braced herself firmly by placing her feet in his armpits and pressed the throbbing member between her supple ass cheeks. Supple ass. New line. Cheeks. And began to gyrate. Yeah, that is a very odd split. <laughs> yeah. Get your feet out of my armpits. This is like the most awkward sex ever. This is being written by a teenage alien. <laughs> <laughs> because of course that's where you put things. Oh. Oh, oh. Is that what Skinner's saying? <laughs> oh. Did Jesse Ventura say it? Wait, are we back no. in the story again? <laughs> Alright, ah, one more time back into this conspiracy. Oh yes, you are one tasty mama. <laughs> Skinner is between clenched teeth. Scully sometimes wondered if she if he had TMJ, but not at that moment. She oh, could only yeah. see the muscular man between her legs. Oh. And you were the biggest hottie at the F. She circled his cocktip with her thumb. B. She squeezed her finger down the underside. I. And she cupped his heavy balls in her hand and gently rolled them between her nimble fingers. Oh. Listeners, if you've made it this far, congratulations! <laughs> you're losing. Yeah, you're losing a life I, right now. I'm the luckiest guest in the history of Trotox. <laughs> oh. oh my god! She leaned forward and brushed her fingers across his chest, across his chin, shivering at the stubbly, ex shivering as the stubble excited her sensitized nerve endings. Super sexy. Uh, uh, as Skinner looked up at her crystal blue eyes, her alabaster breast diverted his gaze, dangling above him like fishing bobbers. <laughs> like a fishing bobber. This person bobber. works in a hardware store. It's, oh, I, I, question, okay, this was written in 1999. Has this human being had sex yet? No, no. Yes. No. <laughs> Yes. Uh, they were sorely disappointed if they <laughs> Robin, um, when you wrote this story in 1999. <laughs> uh, yes. <laughs> wow, he thought. He... Paul Mackey thought he liked it. <laughs> said, he, said he liked I'm it. Sorry, it. This so, yeah. works. Um, wow, he thought he hadn't been fishing in a long time. He'd have to oh. ask him to make some room in his schedule. He set up in order to trap one of her luscious bobbers off breasts <laughs> in his mouth. Although this movement made Scully let go of his balls, which was bad. He had a mouthful of Scully breast, which was pretty good. I, I, don't, I don't even want to think about the, the weird twister game that is happening, but I know it's being staged with action figures. I know this much. <laughs> I love that Skinner's just kind of thick, like his mind trails off to fishing. <laughs> yeah, that's what happens. Yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> like fishing. Oh, okay, okay, okay. We're getting, we're getting towards the end. We're getting towards the end, guys. I can see the end. 
AD, is that short for Adonis? Scully asked as he stroked his beautiful old head. Mm. Replied Skinner. That's M-M-F-P-H. Mm. They moved together, sliding skin to skin, until Skinner finally asked, Are we gonna do it? Oh. Uh, uh, yeah. Scully responded by pulling onto her back and pulling him on top of her. Because of her Catholic upbringing, she had only done it in missionary position oh before, my God. and this didn't seem like a good time to experiment. Oh. Bring it on, monkey man! <laughs> so he did. Scully understood what she had been reading about in romance novels. So did Skinner. The writer did not. <laughs> Their yeah, lovemaking right. <laughs> was both tender and incredibly hot. And they both had really fantastic orgasms <laughs> at almost the same time. Scully thought she might have seen fireworks, but her analytical mind for what she was seeing was only the effect of closing her eyes really tightly. Nevertheless, it was a very pleasurable experience for her, and she wanted to do it again. He agreed, but suggested that it not be on the floor of the X-Files office. Oh, yeah, that place is a mess. Oh. Wait for it. Uh, they shook on it. And after oh. they dressed, they both opened their date books. 1999, what's up? <laughs> and found a good time to have a real date. After all, Scully was happy enough to get the first time out of the way. But next time, He'd have to spring for dinner first. Oh, please. The end. Until oh. the Illuminati conspiracy forced them to breed in captivity with animals creating a race of animals that would take over the country. Oh. Thank you so much, Paul Mackey, for that. Wow. No. No, thank you. No, Mackey. Absolutely not. Don't do this. Don't, don't look up the fanfic. It's wrong, it'll rot your brain, uh, don't send it to us. <laughs> Please, oh. just stop. Stop. Fuck. Oh. Oh. I feel like we've we've all been through a lot together. <laughs> I feel like, I feel like Skinner did after he went through his Vietnam acid trips. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Indeed. But we should get on to X-ratings and getting this episode over with. Let's start with, uh, Illyrio. We're not rating that Fan fiction now. Uh -huh. <laughs> Can we do that really quickly? Uh, zero. Uh, okay, okay. Yeah. <laughs> One out of zero. ten lost boners. <laughs> Claire? Oh, uh, 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 zero out of ten monkey men. <laughs> all right. What was that all about? Are we doing the episode now? All right. Go ahead. All right. Yes. Uh, I love me some Walter S. Skinner. I thought that he did very well, even though he didn't. He, uh, for a guy who's the focus of the episode, he didn't have much to say for most of it. Um, Mulder is an ass. Scully is uh, slowly withering away with the loss of her lover. Um, I gotta say, she was in it for half a second, but uh, the fact that one of the most uh, prolific sci-fi actresses uh, of our time uh, was a prostitute. Dum dum dum. It was pretty neat. I'm going to give this episode 6 out of 10 tyless white shirts. Mm. <laughs> right. um, Brad, let's go to you next. All right. Guys, 
Uh, I, I'm shocked. Thank you. <laughs> uh, like, we have had three really good episodes in a row. Really? Yes, we have. Even the kiddies one? <laughs> this this episode was really good. Like, I, I, I was shocked. I was ready for a crap episode. I'm sorry, I was miscounting your episodes. I didn't realize you were, this was the third one. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> go ahead, go ahead. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Oh, oh, sorry. Oh. <laughs> no, that was garbage. Um, <laughs> except for the cats. Yes, except for the cats, which were hilarious. Um, yes. No, this was really, really good. Like, I, I was, and I was so ready for it to be terrible, because we just had a Darren Morgan episode, and even though it wasn't the best Darren Morgan episode, it, it, the standard fare is, this is when we pile the crap on after a decent episode. <laughs> yeah. So I was ready, but this was really good. We had Skinner, we had actual uh, things happening. Uh, it was actually dramatic. There was actually tension. They actually tried to solve a case. Like, <laughs> overall, solid episode. I give it uh, eight and a half uh, 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 scary ghost lady neck snaps. <laughs> <laughs> Tammy? <laughs> yeah, I don't know what's going on. I, I really, I so love this episode. I watched it. I came out. I told Brad, I was like, I really love this episode. And he's like, cool. And I was like, it's so good. Plus, I'm in love with Skinner. I, I understand that, that that <laughs> might be uh, blinding me a little bit. Mm-hmm. But um, I, I'm not sure what people in our feedback section didn't understand. It really scares me when I understand an episode and other people don't. Uh, this only happened one other time with the episode three, which I also enjoyed. Uh, so, <laughs> um, I'm not sure. Yeah, I, I wish I kind of knew what they they weren't getting. Because um, I, I kind of like that we had like a mix a little bit with the mythology. I wish they had put a little bit more. I know, Robin, you said there were some scenes cut out with Cigarette Smoking Man. I kind of wish that was left yeah. in, and maybe they, they cut out some other mm-hmm. uh, things out of this episode. Because um, I enjoyed that. And, uh, yeah, I don't I don't feel like Scully had so much of a problem with the prostitute. I think she was upset about it. But I think she had more of a problem with uh, the wife situation, which mm. she should have been. I don't think that's going to stop her. <laughs> sleeping with him because since they were doing it on the sly anyway I'm mm. thinking she's just gonna be like yeah okay whatever now I have some other woman to deal with whatevs she can handle it um so yeah I, I really really liked it so I'm gonna give it eight and a half out of ten phosphorus junk wow alright Claire uh yeah I enjoyed it um I don't think I enjoyed it as much as Brad and Tammy but I liked it I like that we had an episode about Skinner. I like that Mitch Pelleggi was basically giving David Duchovny an acting lesson through a lot of this. Um, because he was so good! Um, and the episodes we've had that are focused on Mulder, David Duchovny's not a great actor as much as Mitch Pelleggi. Um, so, yeah, I enjoyed it. I, I found it a little bit confusing. Um, I hope that this comes back. Like, I hope this whole thing with this creepy ghost woman isn't just a one-off and we're not going to forget about it and it's going to come back and, I don't know, you know, something happens. Because really, like, at the end of this episode, nothing has changed again. You know, there's still... I don't feel like anything major has changed. So I just hope it they carry it over, like, 
Smokey's going to scheme some more and they're going to try and destroy Skinner in another way. So I'm going to give it 7.5 out of 10 um, airbag headbutts. (laughs) All right. Um, Yeah, uh, I I did not think this was as good (laughs) as you guys were saying. Um, I really, yeah, I love uh, having Skinner, um, having it being a Skinner episode. And um, uh, yeah... I don't get the whole... I don't really understand the whole succubus slash guardian angel slash... She wasn't real. That's the point. She wasn't real. Even, like that's, I, She she wasn't real at all. I don't... <laughs> did anyone besides Skinner see her? I think no. Skinner yeah, traveled that, that, to the further and then she is his ghost that's attached herself to him. That's what <laughs> I'm going to believe and I'm sticking to it. I mean, I don't know if it matters or not, but like what, what they've set up because for some reason people aren't understanding, is that, like, when he's in trouble, uh, Ghost Lady shows up and warns him. <laughs> but, but on the same note, I mean, you guys are saying she is She real. might not be. It <laughs> she might not be. But, yeah, it like, might just be But what they've head. set up in the show, because people don't seem to understand what actually happened in the episode for whatever reason, which is pretty clear, whenever Skinner's in trouble, Ghost Lady, like Lassie, pops up and is like, <laughs> Hey, Skinner! Yeah. Uh, yeah. Danger! Danger! The <laughs> sleep study thing is because she's been warning him that, hey, there's some people plotting against you, uh, yeah. and all this stuff happened, and he's like, hey, someone just killed this bitch laying next to you, and it's framing <laughs> you, wake up, asshole! <laughs> yeah, cause it's it could like just be like a, a psychological thing, it could just be like Skinner's subconscious, yeah, like, I don't know, like, yeah. you know... Yeah. Well, what was the phosphorus stuff for? And if she wasn't a, soc- uh, a succubus, why was she humming because him at the beginning of the Skinner, episode? Skinner, um, who, not Skinner, the guy who killed the prostitute decides to uh, dip his his junk in glitter or whatever it was, Matt Mel said. Glitter! <laughs> <laughs> He's a sparkly that, twilight vampire. That, that doesn't make any I sense. I think it was asparagus <laughs> juice, but I'm just guessing. Considering it wasn't actually, like, there was nothing there... You know, Scully sent the sample away. There was nothing there, so it came back as nothing. So was she imagining it too? It's possible. She also went in and started talking nonsense to <laughs> the other FBI guys, so <laughs> she might have just been uh, under anyway. stress. <laughs> this isn't this isn't a, uh, a totally shitty episode or anything. I just don't think it's worth. Uh, that big of a point value, so I'm giving it a five out of ten. Oh, walls of dead hookers. Uh, <laughs> and so the episode gets a seven point one. Wow. I feel like I should change. So mine, you, so I wait, did wait, wait, like wait. my. I like this week better than Jose Chung. So I really you, didn't care. You for think? Last week. Uh, uh, Robin, can I just point out that, again? You point. You uh, rated DPO seven point five. Yeah, I enjoy it better. Oh boy, <laughs> I enjoy that more. Yeah, this, I'm, I'm oh. just for the records. So everyone else that's not looking at the spreadsheet <laughs> sees what I see. <laughs> uh, all right, and that's it for X ratings. And next time, uh, season three, episode uh, twenty-two, Quagmire with uh, Mel. What do you guys think Quagmire is about? All right, check it out. So. Of course, after the events of this week, we gotta we gotta see what happens next. What's gonna happen? We got Skinner. We got Skinner's <laughs> wife. We got Scully. We got Skinner's uh, <laughs> a secretary that's been pining for him. <laughs> um, they're all gonna get locked in a room together. Oh, what a quagmire! Is it a ship in a bottle <laughs> episode? Oh, no. 
Meanwhile, Mulder episode. should be trapped in a paper bag. <laughs> I wish. Uh, Trying to find his way out be. with a ghost. He's gonna try <laughs> yeah. to act his way out of it? Oh no, they would never, they would never try no, that. Never Any other predictions? <laughs> I don't know. It's, uh, swamp thing. <laughs> I don't remember what this episode is about, but can I guess? <laughs> sure. I think uh, we're we're actually going to get Nam flashbacks. Ooh. Because it was often described as a quagmire, so it's probably Skinner in Nam with a headband and no shirt. And yeah. he's going to be wearing. This. He's he's going to be wearing. Um, what, what do you call it when you have the bullets on a sash around your 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 chest? He's going to be wearing like oh, one yeah. that goes in either direction. Awesome. Yep. I'm yep. up for this. <laughs> and then you become Swamp Thing. No. Well, since we have um, two minutes left before Lirio has to go, <laughs> Lirio, where we can find you on the internet? Um, on a regular basis, Potential Cast. It's a Buffy intro cast. Um, there are some other podcasts that I'm allegedly on, but they're quite infrequent uh, due to the fact that I have a busy life. Um, however, folks... If you've watched Buffy before, if you haven't, um, I haven't. This is my first time around. We're about to enter season six, uh, potentialcast.com for all of your potential cast needs. <laughs> all right. Anything else, guys? All right. Skinner. <laughs> Until next time, don't use your credit card with prostitutes. Bye. Damn right. Too late. <laughs> All of our episodes can be found on iTunes or Downcast. If you're listening, let us know at twitter.com slash intro to UX. Join the Facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash intro talks. Keep it spoiler free. If you do want to talk about spoilers, we have a group for that. That's at facebook.com slash groups slash super secret spoiler. Email us with feedback at mail at introtalks.com. Make sure the episode title is in the subject line. If you want to email me with anything spoilery, email me at supersecretspoiler at introtox.com. All of our podcasts and contact information can be found on our basement office on the internet, introtox.com. And you can tweet me at twitter.com slash lrobiniero. Also check out Redemption Cast, an intro cast I co-host about the TV series Angel. You can find that at redemptioncast.blogspot.com. You can find me on Twitter at twitter.com slash myafire. You can find me on Twitter at twitter.com slash tammyyip. You can also find me on i'llwatchthatmovie.com where I am a newbie going through movies from the 80s, 90s, and then we'll see what happens from there. And on a belly dance podcast called Yip Podcast. You guys can catch me on the Ramjack podcast and also on the Twin Peaks podcast. Hi, girls. Hi, Hi Chris. Chrissy. Hey, you know, I've been thinking, there's some things about men that I really love, but there's some things I don't like at all. You think we could discuss this? Oh, it's, yeah, sure. Yeah. All right. I don't like men who exaggerate about the places they've been, about the money they make. I like a man who's honest and true, who can look you in the eye when he talks to you. I like men who accept who they are. Not everybody can look like a movie star. If you can follow this thought to its logical end, you can see why I like bald-headed men. She said it before, she'll say it again. I like bald-headed men. Everybody knows it's testosterone that turns a bushy-haired man into a chrome dome. 
But testosterone is what makes a man a man. The more that he's got, the more that he can do the things that make the women go, oi. I'll take a bald-headed man over a big-haired boy. Big-haired boys make very good friends, but they cannot compare to bald-headed men. She said it before, she'll say it again. I like bald-headed men. Why would you waste your money joining that hair club for guys? Tell me why, tell me why. Why would you cover your manly badge of honor with such a fair disguise? Guys, 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 guys. Why would you blow your money on Rogaine and Minoxidil? When all they can guarantee are years and years of pharmacy bills. Please don't do it. Yes, we believe the hair replacement industry for men is like the cosmetic industry for women. A giant black hole that will just suck your money away for the rest of your lives. Please don't do it. No matter how you fight it, time marches on. Some new things appear, some old things are gone. Let them go, it's a natural thing Like a leaf off a tree, like a bird on a wing Try looking in your mirror from a whole different place You're not losing hair, you're gaining face Be confident, be cool, it won't be long when You are proud to be one of the bald-headed men She said it before, she'll say it again I love bald-headed men John Malkovich Love him the guy on Star Trek, The Next Generation. Love him. Michael Jordan. Love him. Tom Paxton. Love him. Ellen Brady. Love him. Burt Reynolds. Love him. Bill Brenner. Loved him. Telly Savali. Who loves you, baby? We, we made this! this.